Hello guys, welcome to our show. Today we discuss about podcasting. I love this format. I listen to audio podcasts every single day because I can learn. I can learn a lot and uh, compared to many different formats, you don't need to read. You don't need to watch. You can listen when you walk with your dogs, when you drive, many other things. You can use this format to learn a lot more. And I'm so excited to discuss about the future of podcasting with Brett. Dicer, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I see you have studio. Love your studio. Professional microphone. I, I think it's the most important equipment, you know, if you're talking about podcasting. Brad, before we start, just tell me about yourself, experience, background, and why you decided to pay so much attention to podcasting, not other formats, video, text-based. Why podcasting? To be honest, when I was working, I think, at a Gary Deli, which is a chocolate but also does sundays i guess the best way of saying it as well i was like announce people's orders and like oh you've got a great radio voice and i was like okay whatever i'm just trying to work like let me get my job done and then when i was working at coffee shop same thing every time when i would do like announce the orders and so i was like okay well podcasting seems like i don't have a radio station radio is expensive to build up on your own but podcasting seemed like a more easier way of doing it so eight years now so way back when podcasting wasn't as popular as it was now i decided to just try to do it in an app i don't think the app's around anymore and then i figured out everything else along the way so that was kind of like my podcast journey from oh you do a radio voice i was like okay now i gotta figure all this stuff out and i've done a pretty good job of figuring out for the most part i mean it's still changing and you still got to be on your toes and you still got to figure out what's going on in the podcasting space all the time, but I've figured it out for the most part. Mm-hmm. Nice. I remember our first episode that was valuable. Uh, and uh, I want to ask from your radio voice, you know, you uh, highlight about your voice, but I think, you know, many uh, listeners, uh, companies have no such voice, including me. And uh, can you tell how to build this voice how to create the voice that uh, people wanna listen because i see uh that people bounce fast you know if they're not interested if it's boring they can fast forget about this podcast and go ahead it's the same with any other format for example blog articles books uh, videos Uh, it's important to uh, retain them so tell more about your natural voice and any tips for others how to create the same or similar or their voices? Well, yeah, this is just my natural voice. I'm not like trying to like really go low. This is just how I normally talk. So normally talk is always the better because people can figure out if you're trying or not eventually. I mean, you probably could fool them a little bit. And if you want to do a radio voice, you can go low if you want to. But remember, you have to always think when you're going to record that you have a radio voice going on. I just naturally just have this low voice. I guess I was gifted that way, but I mean, for the most part, it's finding your audience and understanding that being controversial is fine. As long as you can back it up with facts or data, being controversial is fine. As long as your audience wants to listen to that as well. And some people do, some people don't, but that's the nature of podcasting. You're giving opinions and everybody has an opinion. So Just be sure to back it up because I think that's the most important thing. Back it up with whatever you can find. takes a while to figure it out, but at least back it up with something and at least try to like, if you do something wrong or you say something wrong and people points it out, 
at least be gracious, figure out if they are right. And if they are just basically say I messed it up in the last episode or tweeted out or whatever. I mean, we're all going to make mistakes, especially if we're all solo people doing our own thing. I mean, I do it all myself. So we're going to make some mistake because doing it all usually makes mistakes here or there. Uh, you know, for me, it's hard to count how many mistakes I made in my life. I keep doing them, you know, but I don't know another way how to learn about uh, implementing something that you don't know uh, because I think everyone starts from best practices, generic strategies, then we can adapt to find something else that will actually will work for us. So I think failing or mistakes part of the process. We need it. We need to make mistakes, but we can learn from them. And can you tell about this controversial part? That means, for example, if I take trending topics, popular topics, want to share with my audience, but uh, I need to disagree with someone else, with opinion. I think it's uh, possible in political stuff. We chatted a little bit before the podcast. You mentioned about Fox. Uh, and I, I, I know some people love reading Fox News, someone loves uh, CNN, it depends. So can you tell about this controversial voice, how to be controversial, uh, but uh, to be honest with others uh, about uh, the final goal? <laughs> I mean, you can be controversial and still listen to their opinion. I mean, that's the that's the beauty of being intelligent, wise type of individual. You can disagree with people all you want, but you have to understand that they do have a certain point of view. So listening to it, I mean, I take more, I guess it's, it. there is a Christian saying, but I kind of have adapted a little bit. It says, hate the sin, not the sinner. I say, hate the idea, but not the person. So you may not like their ideas, but they're still a person. So you can still respect the person, but still not like what they say. And still, because I mean, it's one idea. It's not their whole being, unless it's a very like core belief, then, there is there's some things about that for the for the most part it's usually the granular things that we have the biggest misconception about so i mean i talked to you and this has been ongoing that fox news let go one of their biggest hosts in like almost almost ever besides bill o'reilly but it was a little bit of a different thing so we didn't really and we still don't know because i mean i have a degree in pr and i saw that press release i was like I don't even know why they let him go. And this looks weird. And it shocked everybody from the left to the right, to the middle. Nobody saw this coming and was like, why, why did this happen? And then last night he put out his own video kind of sort of because of legal reasons, he probably can't say too much, but it got, I think in one day and like since then until now, I think it says it's gotten about like 48 million views, way more than what he would have gotten on Fox. But regardless if you like him or hate him, he's still influential enough where it got eyeballs to actually pay attention to what he was saying. Now, like I said, you can listen to what he says, still disagree with him, but it goes into the name calling part because you can name, you can throw names all you want, but if the person doesn't care if you're about your name calling, then it doesn't really matter. But like I said, you can hate his ideas, but respect the person. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, you know, I think it's hard, uh, you know, when you can criticize someone that they're wrong or right, 
we have different opinion <laughs> no, it's not like uh, right or wrong yeah it's opinion and yeah we need to respect different opinions sorry for my dog because uh, <laughs> i don't know another way where to put them but anyway yeah we can see it's live conversation okay brett uh let's talk about finding uh ideas that uh people want to listen consume uh because most of my audience uh, are looking for ways how to grow grow their businesses so any tips how to find ideas and submit call to action you know that will actually sell products in the end well i mean it's first is you're you got to pick a topic or whatever so your podcast has got to be very like specific so example one of my podcast is about pc gaming so i specifically look into that either through twitter reddit or wherever else and then i go on from there look at what's going on through the week and then figure out what i'm going to be talking about throughout the week either it's updates on games or whatever and it's just an example so you got to find that spot first and then you got to find whoever's talking about it and then bring your own voice in now Unfortunately, everything seems to be political. So sometimes you got to talk about politics, regardless if you hate it or not. You can try to avoid it, but a lot of times those are the bigger news items, regardless of any industry you're in. It seems like it always comes back around. But then if you want to distribute it, I would actually look at the basically the mainstream social networks, but also the alt ones. So like Rumble is a good example of the alternative to YouTube and how they're growing themselves. So look at different avenues because sometimes the mainstream ones can be, their rules are kind of not really clear a lot of times and they change them all the time. And it's so hard for small creators to get their foot in the door when it's like, well, you can't talk about this. You can't say this word. You have to do this. You have to do that. And it's like, well, I, I, how do I do a show like that? I have to bleep out just about any common word that's not an actual curse word or a bad word. And so that becomes a little bit more difficult to actually manage because, I mean, you want your guests to be as comfortable. Well, for me, the, I want to be them. I want to have them as comfortable as possible because the more comfortable they are, the more willing to, sh to share. And sometimes that means they throw out an F word every once in a while. So get your ideas first, but also figure out the medium and branch out is not too much, but enough to look at. So like I said, Twitter, Tucker Carlson got 48 million views. Now you may not get that, but at least you, from my perspective, that's a huge audience that I may need to look at Twitter to be a viable option for audio or video. Rumble is another like example of an alternative to YouTube, just because YouTube changes their rules every week. You got to look at alternatives and unfortunately that does become a little bit taxing, but as long as you can like figure out where your audience is, go there, wherever it is. And depending on your political ideology, sometimes that means you shouldn't be on one or the other. Mm -hmm. Nice. Nice. You mentioned that you, uh, have experience with PR. You know, I use PR, uh, for the way to earn backlinks from authoritative websites to create brand awareness and yeah we work for a long time with uh, press releases can you tell your uh how you use pr uh, uh and uh, i'm interested uh, if pr can help you to grow your podcast audience to get more recognition or you use pr in another way because i see uh everyone uses different ways big companies like can 
uh, announce about something. Uh, small companies can uh, get new clients. Uh, many companies use like link building as I do. So uh, your tips about using PR. Well, I think if for people that are starting out or don't really know, the simplest way to use it is to do brand guidelines. So you have a logo, you have colors. So basically saying, hey, this is my sheet for how to use my logo or branding. And this you can do this, this, and this. You cannot do this, this, and this. It's probably the simplest way to start out first. And then do media kits. So you have different types of stats, different types of things you can share with prospective advertisers because a lot of them want to know the numbers. They want to know where who you reach. They want to know all this stuff before they decide to do it. Now, if you are going to do the advertising route for companies, contractually wise, do six months or longer because podcasting is a long-term investment. It's not short-term. So you have a company going, I want to do like a month. You'd be like, nope, I got six months or longer terms. And if they say no, then that's not a fit for you. And they don't really understand podcasting. So you probably didn't want them as an advertiser anyways. But I see more and more podcasters going to a subscription model anyways. So I would look at all the avenues because again, financial or at least financial turmoil a little bit in America because of First Republic Bank and all this other inflationary things, you might want to look at different avenues as well. But for PR specifically, just start out with the simple brand guidelines on like how people can use your logo because that's like the best way of doing it. It goes from the type the type of font to use to the colors that they can use, and then the type of font to use they can't, and the colors they can't use, and the orientation of your logo is the simplest way to start out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice, interesting. Uh, you know, um, I check out uh, uh, in keyword research tools, uh, the keyword podcast, and most keywords uh, have uh, related keywords Joe Rogan. You know, he's so popular, he has a big audience, and he's controversial as well, many scandals with him. So, can you tell about finding your own voice? You mentioned that you have your radio voice. Uh, Joe Rogan can invite great speakers because he deserves uh, this uh, audience, this recognition. That's why Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg can uh, come to his show. So any tips about creating your voice? Don't copy others. Because, you know, I see when uh, many podcasters fail, they try to copy Joe Rogan other great podcasters uh, but uh, when you copy it's hard to be like them uh, and it's be it's better to create something new so any tips about being yourself on podcast <laughs> i mean just look at your personality even record yourself and like look at your mannerisms while you're doing because you can develop it by actually looking at yourself or i think in college when i was doing a public speaking they made me or they made the students record themselves speaking and it was kind of eye-opening to figure out like oh i seem to be somewhat charismatic and all that type of stuff so it's like record yourself figure out your mannerisms or just do a recording right here and just record it and then edit it or look back at it and figure out just the pocket that you're in like figure out your personality if you don't really understand your personality maybe talk to your family, talk to your friends, figure that part out because that will help you along the road because it's just knowing who you are is probably the best avenue to figure out how you'll be able to 
influence others in different types of ways. But unless you figure that part out, you can, you can imitate anybody. And I'm not saying don't imitate at all because sometimes it is good to imitate a little bit, but make it your own, like figure out what structures work because structures are important and then do it, do it on your own or do it in a different way because you can still imitate, but still tweak it to be who you are. But if you don't and you just completely just copy what Joe Rogan does, people know you're just copying. (laughs) Yeah. And you mentioned about the structure. Can you help to create the structure? So probably you have template or any other tips how to structure uh, content in podcast. I mean, it's, it's a lot of times just looking, sometimes you can just look at the news and try to structure it that way. There's actually now a ton of templates. When I was looking like even like three years ago, I couldn't even find templates anywhere, but there's a ton of templates. Just look at like podcast show notes or podcast scripts and it will be like a very structured and it, and I've seen a lot of them. They're very structured in like, this is your topic. If you have advertising, here's your advertising topic, maybe like transition to something else. I mean, if you want to make a joke, make a joke like daily wire always goes through like five or six different ad reads and you can like make fun of that too, you know, cause they do really good transitions through that. I mean, you can even hear them once or twice and it's like, it's like new show. It's like story transition to this and it's a seamless transition. And then they go back to the new story and then transition and then back to the new story. You can do it that way. If you don't have any sponsors, I would do, basically like story one transition to story two and then so on and so forth. How many others, how many of them you want to do is really up to you. But if that's a solo one, if you're doing an interview, cause there's different types of podcasts, it's a little bit different because then it's just question. You just format your questions and then you go on from there. I'm a little bit, if I know the topic, I can go off script as much as I want. Cause I understand it really well. If I'm not, then I kind of do stick to the questions a little bit more. But like I said, it depends. If you have a co-host, well, then you kind of just discuss on like who's going to do what, and then you go on from there. But I mean, it really depends on what you're trying to do with your podcast. Solo, it's different from interview to co-hosts. So figure that part Mm -hmm. out first and then go on from there. Nice, nice. Uh, Brett, when we spoke the first time, uh, that was in 2022, in December, uh, and... uh, only 20 days left after launching chat gpt uh, and uh, we didn't touch this topic uh, today it's hard to, to avoid this topic all industries use today ai uh, and it's not viral it's daily tool it's uh, more like daily tool and i see when uh, companies use differently uh, and it doesn't matter what kind of niche or business uh, almost every not almost everyone everyone uh, uh, is using chat gpt to adapt to their process so can you tell how to use ai in podcasting how we can adapt technologies or process that we uh, have by creating podcasting by using ai tools well, first ways you can actually ask it for what topics you want to do. I kind of like to do that manually because I like AI, but sometimes it's better to learn manually first and then use AI because you don't really know what you like or dislike from doing podcast production. And I'm not the biggest fan of writing show notes. So I have, I've used several different tools for that and they're actually pre- all pretty good to a certain extent. Uh, I just found 
a new one for auto for editing. But this is only for Premiere. It's called AutoPod, and it looks like it basically generates editing for your interview podcast, and it will do it for, for video. And it'll do it for for a fee. Obviously, I think it's like twenty nine dollars a month. So I asked them because I use DaVinci Resolve. If they're and they haven't gotten back to me yet, but there's one way. But a lot of it's focused on the writing part and the show note parts, and then they will give you. Some of them will give you like how to like write posts for LinkedIn, write posts for blog posts. Like they, they will do it. So your amount of time just trying to do that stuff gets a lot less. There also is for video editing for that as well. I think there's one called video that I use for just, it uses AI to do basically TikToks or shorts for me. And then I can look at them. I can do it manually myself. I can look at them and then I can do it that and then I can use that and then they will put basically transcriptions of like pop-ups or like the color pop-ups or whatever the, the popular thing to do. Also DaVinci Resolve in their last latest public beta, they now do auto transcriptions too. So we'll write you through your video and it's pretty accurate. So we're seeing more, or at least from my point of view, we're seeing more AI just through just the content creation in general from video editing to audio editing to everything. So I always say still try to do it manually first. So you understand how to do it because sometimes these fail and they don't work very well and you're going to have to figure out how to do it yourself anyways, but don't be afraid to use them too, because the people that know how to use this will keep their jobs. The people that don't know how to use this probably be out of a job and then figure out how to use them. So be on the lookout for them, figure it out but also understand the manual side of it because that's a problem solving thing. So if AI fails or the program fails, you have another program that you can do it manually and you can still get it out on time because if, if we're all honest with us with tech, it always somehow fails us for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Brad, I have the question about uh, growing audience. You know, it's interesting that I check out data Uh, that most podcasters uh, give up because they can't grow audience. uh, And uh, I don't remember exactly the number, but it's like uh, most people don't record more than uh, a few episodes because they can't get results from first episodes. I don't know how to do it. It takes time to learn, uh, to improve the process. And at that point, I like uh, recommendation from uh, Mr. Beast. And he recommends to forget about quality in the beginning and uh, go step by step just to film 100 bad videos and improve a little bit. If video by video, you can acquire experience and create great stuff. Today, it's hard. It's uh, hard to compete with Mr. Beast on YouTube because he's the best. And uh, he started... uh, uh, from scratch and built his audience. Uh, uh, if I remember correctly, like he got uh, the first thousand subscribers after posting videos an year and a half. So like uh, 18 months uh, for a long time. Uh, and he didn't give up. I think he loved the process. He enjoyed the process. And can you tell how to enjoy the process? How to enjoy uh, the process and go ahead when you have no audience, when nobody cares about your podcast, podcast, but you need to go ahead to think about improving quality step by step. Well, let's at least say hello to the song because he's saying hello to both of us. So hi. But to answer your question, 
you have to care yourself. So if you just think that everybody else is going to care and you don't care about your own stuff, that's kind of a thing that's basically like, well, maybe, maybe you should care. Also, yeah, no one's going to listen to you because no one really knows you unless you're a big celebrity like Tucker Carlson or somebody else that already built up their audience. Then yeah, no one's going to care about you. I hate to be so blunt, but no one's going to care about you until you care. And then you go through the process. It takes about, whatever, like 10,000 hours to become an expert. So you've got a lot of hours if you've never actually done it to actually understand how to do this thing. Because like I started from scratch. I had to figure out that lighting is just as important as the audio and video and background lighting is just important as the foreground lighting as well. So, I mean, there are different things that we all have to understand before we get to where we're at. And yeah, it doesn't really matter about quality. I mean, I, I care, but no, not really because everybody's shooting TikTok and reels and shorts and those aren't the best quality ever. So no, no one really cares about it. They really care about the person that you are now with that, there is going to be people that don't like you. So you really have to have thick skin as they always say in this type of industry, because not everybody's going to like you and everybody has an opinion that's why there's so many different podcasts out there, but everybody has an opinion. No one, you're never going to make everybody happy. So take whatever criticism they have, not to heart, but at least look at it, acknowledge it, but don't take it to heart because you don't always have to, but learn from it and then get to those hours where you can become the expert yourself, but you're not going to be the expert when you first start. You probably are going to be really just disheartened for the first three months or six months or even a year, depending on what you're talking about, because re regardless of what you're talking about, it could be a very big audience or it could be a very small audience, but you still want to be in that small, tight audience to a certain extent so you can grow your audience. But again, no one's going to listen to you if no one really knows who you are and you have no influence at the beginning. Once you start building that influence, then people start caring about you and then you'll get people asking to be guests, they'll you get people asking to be on your podcast. And then you're gonna have to say no, because sometimes it's like, I don't think you know what my podcast is about. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, let's talk about, uh, you know, once I spoke with Jim Edwards, uh, he worked in Business Insider for 10 years. Uh, he started on this company from scratch. Uh, then the company was sold for $500 million, good success. Uh, and he told me that success of business insider depends on creating non-boring content. You know, business is boring. And uh, I often see it when I take a new business book because I love reading books. And uh, most business books are great for sleeping. You know, when you have problem with sleep, just take new more boring book, read it, sleep well. Uh, can you tell how to be non-boring in business podcasts? For example, if companies, uh, some companies decided to launch their podcast, uh, they have a lot of value to share with others, but nobody cares about value if it's boring, you know, if you want to sleep <laughs> by consuming this value. So can you give some tips how to be non-boring uh, by creating, uh, I don't know, by creating podcasts? <laughs> The simplest way is picking the right host and the right guest because the, and if you have the right host, but you have a, and I've done it, I've done it for a couple different people, a wrong guest can really make it boring, like pretty boring where it's to the fact where it's like, even when I was recording, sometimes I was like, this is not going to go well, but I'm going to do my best to make it as best I can. So, I mean, as a host, you're, if you're doing interview styles, you are beholden to the guest on how interesting they are. 
If they're not very interesting, you can do your best to make it interesting. But if it's not, then like I said, you, you can only do so much. You have really only control you have is you and who, if you're not owning the podcast, basically it's just you. So if you don't own the podcast, like I've done it a couple of times where I am just the host and I do everything else, but I don't own the podcast. It's up to them to what they want to do. And I will do my best to make it as good as possible. Usually people on that podcast said I was pretty good at what I was doing and they enjoyed it. I had some people that I was like, this is not going to go very well, but I will do the best I can with what I have. Uh, For me, in the beginning, I like to do a throwaway question. Mine's usually about if you're a coffee or tea drinker because I'm a huge coffee fan. So that's kind of like more my throwaway question to get them comfortable because it's about getting them comfortable. If they're not comfortable, it gets a little sticky, but you can only do so much. So at the beginning, this is kind of how we structure kind of just soft questions and then the meat and then let them plug whatever they want to plug and then go on from there. But for businesses, yeah, it's always going to be about the topic, the host and the guests you bring on. If you have two of them, great. And then you're just going to have to learn through processing about who to pick the right guests for. Sometimes it's, if it's a beginning podcast, the host does have to get its feet wet to figure out how it's going to be about. And that's with even the most experienced hosts, new podcasts, you kind of got to like get into that gear, but you'll eventually get there. Yeah. Nice. Got it. You know, my dogs, uh, I will not take part on this podcast, you know, to share some valuable insights as well. So, uh, okay. Uh, we have the question from Hassan about, uh, creating AI generated content for website pages. Uh, you can establish consistent tone, style, and voice that aligns with your brand's identity and messages. Uh, it's topic more about podcasting, but I think it's the same. Yeah, you can use your voice, your brand's identity, and sometimes it's better to be yourself than copying others. Even in, uh, uh, I remember a few great stories when people uh, were not funny. Uh, but they created own voice to earn million followers because they uh, don't copy others and a million people are the same like them. So yeah, it's better to be yourself even in business podcasts, uh, create something new, your voice, and uh, it's much simpler to be yourself than copy others like Joe Rogan or anyone else. (laughs) Okay, Uh, I have the question, Brett, about Common mistakes. Can you list mistakes that uh, podcasters still do and uh, your tips how to find a much better way? Well, I actually did, I already did it twice, but the us and ums are probably the biggest one because I do my best to limit it, but even the best person will probably say it a few times. But yeah, if you have, that's probably the most common mistakes because even with my guests, they say it quite a bit. It's the ums, the us, the you knows, the likes, like all those types of filter words is probably the best way of saying it. Those can a lot of times be negated by pausing. So you can do your own thoughts and then pause and then have your brain catch up to your mouth. So you're in sync again and then do it again. Because a lot of times that's the, probably the biggest thing is that you can say ums and uhs a lot without really knowing. So you got to be really cognizant of that because people are cognizant of it because it's just one of those words where you're just like, you're saying that quite a bit and cutting it down. Yes, there's software for it, but when you're doing video and you're cutting 
ums and uhs through software, there's a lot of jump cuts. So I would say do it while you're recording and just be cognizant of it. Redo it if you need to. Just be cognizant of it. If it's a few times, it's fine. Just don't redo it. But if it's like a lot of times, then you might just want to redo it in general. I know it might be a lot of work. If it's audio, you can get away with cutting it here and there. Video, it's a lot harder because you do have that weird jump cuts if you had to do it a lot, quite a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Brett, uh, I think, you know, in my life, I made a lot of mistakes. And if uh, I can get back, you know, if I create this time machine, I can <laughs> uh, fix a lot of errors, uh, mistakes. And uh, let's imagine you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills. What will you do today differently by launching your first podcast? Not doing it myself where I broke my RSS feed three times. That was probably the biggest lesson to learn is that it, <laughs> the RSS feed, if people don't know, is like the lifeblood of your podcast. If that is broken, it will go nowhere. No one can listen to it. That's probably the worst thing you can ever do. And I had to figure out, okay, I can't use this. I can't do this anymore because I'm spending way too much time figuring out how to unbreak it. And I just could never figure out. So I had to go some, to a podcasting hosting site. And that was the smarter thing that I did, but I learned from it. And that's probably one of the things I will do. Second is just being as niche as I can about the podcast that I launched. So I'm very intentional about that of like, I'm just doing this. I'm doing it specifically this. If I want to do that, I will just start another podcast to do that. Also, just the timing. So if you want to do more than one podcast, you got to schedule it out. You can't do weekly then. One's got to be bi-monthly. One's got to be bi-weekly. One's got to be once a month, something like that. But schedule it out where it works for you and not working for whatever you think is the popular thing to do because sometimes it just doesn't work out for you. And I'd rather you see people doing the work and getting it done than stressing out they're not getting it done because that just doesn't help for anybody. But yeah. Just use a host podcast hosting site and just don't try to do it yourself because it becomes more of a bigger hassle to fix things because you're the one that has to fix everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice. And my final question about the future. I ask this question one more time, but uh, for new listeners, can you predict what kind of future will be? Because the first time when I asked about this question, we didn't have AI. Today we have it. Probably AI will change. Not probably. AI will change the way how we consume content. So any tips about what kind of future will be and your tips how to adapt today to this possible future? Well, the future is going to be this type of media. We've seen through the turmoil this week of kind of looks like cable news kind of going through a pretty significant downturn. It looks like it's going that way. I mean, Pew just did last week where it says that most of, and this is only through America, but you can kind of figure out even through America where it's going. Most people that listen to podcasts do feel that podcasters are the trusted source of news, which is a lot of, I would say a lot of responsibility to be right. So with that knowledge, understand that when they're listening to you, they think you're getting the right information, which means that you need to at least try to, your best. I, if you're a one-man show, I understand. I'm a one-man show too. Try your best to be as accurate as you can be. If you're not, then retract it or say that, you know, I apologize. I thought I got this right. I didn't get this right. This is the real accurate information. That will go a long way into bridging that goodwill to people 
if you can admit mistakes. The media doesn't like to admit mistakes for whatever reason because it thinks it ruins trust. It actually doesn't. It's the opposite. It actually builds trust when you admit mistakes, but they have their own weird things. Second of all, yes, AI is eventually going to, I wouldn't say take over, well, it could actually take over voice. There's a lot of good AI tools that do mimic voice, but I think people are still going to want to listen to actual humans. And so be on the lookout for just ways it can help automate your process where you can focus more on the content and less on the background stuff because a lot of times the background stuff takes longer than the actual scheduling and editing and doing the stuff that actually the meat of what actually really matters. So find your AI tool that works for you. There is like an audio, a video and audio editor tool called CapCut that's free. You can do a DaVinci Resolve that's free. Like find the free stuff, find the lifetime subscriptions that you don't have to spend monthly on. Find those as much as you can because those will actually help you in the long term and not spending a fortune on everything because it does get expensive with all these subscriptions. So find those as well. I think a good resource is looking at AppSumo. They have all the lifetime deals and they have a lot of good stuff, sometimes for podcasts, sometimes they're not. So you got to pick and choose which one. But learn how to use AI tools, but also learn how to do it manually. I always, I said that before, but learning how to do it manually and seeing like how audio goes up and down, how to actually like successfully mix it by yourself is a good way of understanding it. Plus when AI fails or tech fails, at least you know how to do it manually because that's the only way you're going to be able to get around this. If you completely solely for right now, rely on AI and tech, I mean tech by AI and just automating everything and it fails on you, then you're kind of like, well, what do I do now? I've been relying on this so much that I've never know how to do it by myself. So learn both. Like I said, understand the manual side, but also learn how to use AI because it is eventually going to be the people that know how to use AI will be the future people that still have jobs. And the ones that don't know how to use AI will be out of jobs. Yeah, nice, nice. Awesome, awesome. Love it, love it. So valuable. Brett, it's a big pleasure to get you on my show the, the second time uh, to learn from you. Tell our audience the best way how to keep learning from you, how to follow you, how to reach out to you. Well, I I actually now have my own podcast, I guess, network. It's, it's just basically me. So I'm going to be eventually retooling my gaming and tech one. It's called Digital Coffee Gaming Brew and the Digital Coffee Tech Brew because I'm going to be part of the digital cafe. Can't see the coffee. I do really like coffee, but this is going to be more of a two camera setup. Even in this office, I can figure out how to do it, but it's going to be more of a two setup. And then I'm going to be doing a once a month marketing one. So I used to do a marketing podcast for a client, but I'm going to do it on my own. Now we're going to be talking. It's called digital coffee marketing brew. It's not launched yet. I'm still getting guests and editing and recording. As you probably know, it takes a while to get guests and yeah. get them going. <laughs> So I'm going to be doing that as well. And we're I'm going to be talking not just tactics, but also more of a holistic approach. Talking about the Bud Light boycotts and how terrible that is and why, what is going on with all this stuff. So I'm going to be talking a lot about not just tactics, but also just holistically thinking about how, why are we like not understanding customers in general? Because it seems like marketers have kind of lost that part about it. So I'm talking about that as well, as well. So that's where you can find me. I'm on LinkedIn. I think it's Dyster B is the thing, but Brett Dyster, I'm on LinkedIn. I try to use as much as I can, but given that I'm doing a lot of different podcasts, it does get hard to actually 
sit down and do that stuff, but I always see something. So, if, so I'm, I'm on there as well. I'm also on Twitter. I'm, I'm on everything. Just find me and you'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, you can find the link to the Twitter account, LinkedIn account, to the uh, podcast host and uh, uh, digital coffee podcast in the description below. Listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. A big pleasure. Love it. So valuable. Guys, you need to subscribe to Brad Podcast because you can see a lot of value. Love you. See you.